Welcome to the KZ Club, the ultimate podcast destination for our fabulous and fearless young fashionistas, entrepreneurs and wellness enthusiasts aged 8 to 16. I'm your host, Kirsty Doyle, and I'm here to guide you on an exciting journey through the world of fashion, business and well-being. Welcome to today's KZ Club podcast. I have got the gorgeous Tegan in with me today and we're going to discuss all about how she started in fashion, how she got to where she is, what she's currently doing and how many amazing projects she's managing at the moment. So, Tegan, thank you so much for joining me it's on the podcast. It's such a pleasure, honestly. So nice. We met last week, only last week, and we I was so excited to hear about your journey in fashion, how you got to where you are, what kind of different things you've done and what, what are you dealing with at the moment so let's talk a bit about the projects that you've got on the go at the moment the different oh, businesses thank you just want to start off by saying thank you it's really nice that someone's so excited by oh, everything thank you <laughs> um you know it's not always easy but you know I do like to have a lot on my plate I do like to be working on a lot clearly <laughs> otherwise I wouldn't be doing it um so I started a business a couple of years ago and doing mm-hmm. wholesale um and I work with a lot of small indie lifestyle and beauty brands and I help them get into retailers so I've been working with buyers in the industry for years and I thought, how about I go and do my own business and work with brands that I really love? So that's what I did. So I've got Studio TFB, which is my wholesale agency. And then I also recently opened a content studio, which is like a really aesthetic space and creators and brands can use it for their campaigns and yeah, it's just like a nice creative space that I thought everyone could use to help elevate their brand. So we're currently in in the process of moving studio. So I've got that on at the moment. And then I'm also a content creator, which I love, which is like my part-time little side hustle. And um, yeah, I just love sharing my outfit, sharing my style inspiration Mm -hmm. and just connecting with people online, really. I think that's another thing that I enjoy doing. Well, the joy about it is, if you think about all these different amazing, they all they all match into the same vision. Mm. So you've got the content studio, which I used last, last week, which I thought was beautiful, did, super yeah. easy to come in, record, mm. create, and then leave. Mm. Uh, completely get that beautiful aesthetic that you've created. Mm. Um, so if you think, how did you start, if we talk about the wholesale business and you working with indie brands, mm. how did you start that? Did you used to be a buyer, a merchandiser? Did you go to university? Let's start at the very beginning. Okay, let's mind. start at the beginning. <laughs> so I started my, let's just say I started my um, educational career. Mm. So I went to college and I didn't really do that well in school let's go back to school didn't really I mean it it's not like I did badly at school but I feel like I always knew what I wanted to do from oh. how old for always like for when you were six were you drawing creating dressing up fashion I was or, or, yeah you know, so I did dancing yeah. okay so okay. I did a lot of dancing growing <laughs> up so I love dressing up naturally yes, love did it. a lot of competitions I was always wearing dresses putting makeup on I was always into fashion even as a kid I remember yeah. my mum used to say she used to take me out and I used to always have these little handbags that she'd buy me and I'd always leave them somewhere. <laughs> we'd be on the way that. back and I'd go, Mum, I've lost my handbag. And she'd be like, oh God, not another one. I love it. Um, but yeah, I suppose when I started to go into school, I think I was more drawn to the creative curriculums mm-hmm. yeah. in school. Um, and that's where I'd probably concentrate a bit more. 
Um, whereas in like maths and English and science, I tended to be more of the dis- disruptive child. No way. Not in a bad way, but yeah. I just wasn't listening and concentrating. Yeah. Um, and I left school with not amazing GCSEs. Mm-hmm. I think I did like, I'd like a B, a C, a D, an E. <laughs> you know, I scraped yeah. it. Um, but I always, not always, but I'd probably say from like secondary school, I knew that I wanted to do something to do with fashion or style or okay. something creative, something that wasn't really generic. I didn't want to just go and be like, I don't know, like other people wanted to be maybe like yeah. a lawyer or a, or an electrician or something. Yeah, I always knew that I wanted to incorporate like style and do something a bit more aligned with me and my values. Yeah. So um, where are we? So I left school and I went mm-hmm. and did a college abc diploma okay and that was doing fashion retail so that was like oh, the nice. business at 16 side. you could do that yeah oh, wow, in nottingham amazing. nottingham was really good oh, actually um there's a great there's a lot of really great fashion facilities in nottingham mm. actually um and so i went and did this actually this is oh i'm gonna have to go back now <laughs> <laughs> go for it. this is actually a really funny story so my dad mm-hmm. My dad's quite traditional, you know, to him he's like, right, go go and do an English degree or something. Yeah. So he actually forced me, I started this um, diploma and he actually said to me, Tegan, I really think you're making a bad decision. I really want you to go and do some A-levels. <gasps> and so he went and enrolled me on to do A-levels. No. <gasps> yeah, he was really like, he thought he was doing the best for me. Yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, I started... <laughs> I started doing A-levels. I never went, you know, it just naturally, I was just not passionate about it. I didn't go. We had a few meetings with the tutors who dad had made good friends with. They were all kind of ganging up on me. Oh, no. (laughs) And he was like, um, and they were, yeah, they were just saying that, Tegan, you're not going to pass if you don't attend the classes. And I had a conversation with dad and I said, dad, I don't want to do it. I think he didn't quite understand that you could make a career out of fashion. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I was like, Dad, you've just got to trust me. Like, I can't do this. So anyway, Mm. I left. And luckily, the college course still let me enrol on, even though it was a bit later. They still let me go on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I started that. I absolutely thrived. (sighs) I loved it. We did like... Did you um, just know? That's where you I needed just to knew. be. I think just yeah. being around other like-minded people. Mm. I think with college, you get a bit more um, freedom. You treat a bit more like yeah, an adult. Absolutely. Um, and I just loved it. You know, it was in town as well. So I'd go for coffees with my oh, friends. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I felt like I was in gossip Didn't have to wear the uniform anyway. Exactly. So you were in your own yeah. clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely love it. loved it. And like I say, I just thrived there. I did really well. Um, and then so I this was up, a diploma? This was a diploma, I think. Okay. Is and that then, a two-year diploma, is it? It was a one-year, but then you could go and do the second year as well. So I did yeah. two years overall, mm-hmm. um, level two and level three. And then I was really lucky because in the same college, they had something called a foundation degree yeah, in fashion fa- design. Nice. And I was like, you know what? I really, I get the buying side. So the retail mm-hmm. course was a lot more about retail, visual merchandising. We mm-hmm. did a bit about buying, putting collections together, doing assortments. Um, it was such a great course. And honestly, yeah. I'm so thankful for that course because mm-hmm. I do really feel like that course is what really just gave me my confidence, yeah, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I went and did the foundation degree, which is amazing considering I'd only done two years at college. 
and I got to do this foundation degree and that's when I started to learn more about the technical side of fashion okay. which to this day I still think is so relevant to what I do um, and I think maybe like more of the commercial aspect that I'd learned on the retail course yes. I could put into more of the technical side and do you, you know, know it was... when you say technical so if you're obviously brand new to fashion you yeah. think technical side of things you're talking sewing cutting making the yeah product. exactly okay. so sewing cutting the whole design process as well up to that which is yeah. probably what I enjoyed the most the actual yeah. like cutting and all of that yeah. I wasn't really that good at and I think it's probably just because I knew I wasn't going to go into the design side yeah. of things yeah so to me it was more about the design process um the aim of the collection the customer mm. um the customer demographic the branding side of things and all of that um so I did that for a year actually no that was two years that was two years um and yeah grown an awful lot throughout that as well um I think I just love the whole creative side of fashion and just you the know. whole world of it. Yeah. It's just so broad, it isn't really it? What is. great courses. It because is. throughout those courses, you've touched on literally mm. so many aspects mm. that are involved in fashion, creating a brand. Exactly. Um, whether you want to work for a big company, you can take all of those skills over. Yeah. Whether you want to start your own business, you can take those skills. Exactly. So whilst you were doing these courses, mm. did you have a job which was related to fashion or were you I just did. fully focused on education at the time? Yeah, yeah, I always had little retail jobs. Yeah. So I was actually at Kurt Geiger at the oh, time. Oh, nice. And I loved it there, yeah. So um, I worked at Kurt Geiger on the mm-hmm. side. Um, and it was just like a really nice mix of everything I yeah. wanted to do. Those years, like I say, you know, that I think they really just gave me my confidence and I really enjoyed them. Yeah. Um, and then for my final year, instead of going, I was going to go and do a BA degree, which would have mm-hmm. been like three years. They actually had a BA top-up degree at the university that was in conjunction with my oh, foundation nice. degree. Okay. And it was international fashion business and it was a one year top up degree. And now I've got a BA degree <gasps> and a foundation degree. So I think that's another thing as well. I think it's important to know that there are so many options out there yeah. in terms of education. You don't just need to go and do your A levels, then go and do a three year BA degree. Like, you know, there's so many options out there. And I think it's just about doing your research, seeing what's around you, seeing what's local, connecting with people as well in the industry. Even if you're young, you know, connect with people like Kirsty, get advice, um, because there's so many resources and things out there that you just, you don't really think about. I think in no. our generic upbringing in life and society, mm. it is very much like A-levels, uni, work. It is. And fashion um, doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't. You're so lucky in terms of those. So you did three separate courses yeah. and you've pretty much covered everything there is everything, to know. Yeah. And the joy about doing different courses, you get to meet different people, I exactly. imagine, different teachers, different yeah. surroundings. So yeah. you're pushing yourself constantly exactly. and growing your own confidence, aren't you? Because yeah. you have to you know, fit in in different places. That's yeah, amazing. exactly. So what age were you when you finished all this? Was that about 21? I must have been about 21, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I was 21. And um, and this yeah. was all Nottingham at the time? That was all Nottingham. I stayed at home. Yeah. You know, I was always... I wasn't really ready to leave home at that mm-hmm. point. Quite like being around my friends still. Yeah. But it was nice because I would travel to London quite a lot as well. Okay. And, so what know, kind of things were you doing in London? Were you looking so at shops, collections? Yeah, that's kind of it. Doing a lot of research in London, going to a lot of art galleries. Um, I think at that age, going somewhere like London when you've grown up in Nottingham oh is gosh, just yes. like the world's your oyster, Absolutely. really, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, I think after living there for six years now, I, you know, I still love London. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it in the same way, but... 
at that age, you're like, oh my God, London, that is Literally, where it all happens. Like a film, you're in a movie, <laughs> you step off the plane, off the train. You do, don't you? So out of all but, um, of this amazing sort of education, yeah. obviously you would have produced so many different ideas, collections, yeah. products, uh, photo shoots. You've created all of this work. So lots of people have created this work, whether mm. it's, you know, via GCSE, A-levels, further education. Yeah. They have this portfolio. Yes. So did you have a portfolio I from did. all of this education? I did have you know, a portfolio. Yeah, yeah, I did. I created quite a lot of portfolios. So in my, <clears throat> excuse me, in my college um, course, we created portfolios there. Then mm. I went up to my foundation degree. We did like a design portfolio nice. then. Um, and then in my international fashion business degree, yeah, we came up with like, um, we had a lot of projects and I don't know how kind of how you'd explain them, um, but a lot of like concepts and yeah. business plans and things like oh, that. Nice. Yeah, so we worked on a lot of sort of like business developments, rebrands. Um, I'd probably say that was the most valuable, but I, yeah. I think that was the most valuable because I'd had all of the knowledge up until then and then I could really apply, I really understood the fashion industry as a whole in terms of the business side and the design side as well. So yeah, I came out with loads of experience, um, loads of life experience as well. I think you're right, I was just around so many different people. Yeah. I had great tutors, I've got to admit, really great tutors yeah. who really believed in me. Um, I think they all saw me as a bit disruptive, but they were like, she she knows what she's doing, <laughs> ah, do you know what I mean? It's a good place to be disruptive yeah. in fashion though, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I was really sort of confident leaving, but I also knew that, you know, that wasn't really the hard, hard part because yes, getting the job in yeah. fashion what is actually the hardest part yeah. you know I'd heard so many stories of people leaving university and not being able to find a job in fashion having to go and work in I don't know Asda or something and I just mm -hmm. really didn't want that I thought you know especially because I'm, I'd yeah. sacrificed so much even my dad not that I'd sacrifice so yeah. much. Obviously, after a year or so, he was like, he was actually really proud of me. He was like, you know what? I can't knock her. Like, oh, she's actually she's really a good girl, literally, yeah. yeah. And he even admits that now. He's Aww. like, oh, I shouldn't have pushed you to try and do that. But, you know, I was just really determined to get a job. And I think I've just skipped something as well. So when I was actually in my final year of my foundation degree, which was the design degree, I met my boyfriend, um... And yeah, so his family are based in London. Mm -hmm. And um, lucky for me, I wanted to get some work experience. So Alex's sister, which is my boyfriend's sister, she was doing a lot of internships at the time. She's a year younger than me. Um, and I was really inspired by that. She was like, she did an internship with Vivian Westwood <gasps> and wow. um, some really cool magazines. Yeah. Um, and I thought, gosh, I would love to get some experience. And Absolutely. I think that's when I started to realise as well, you can have all of the degree and everything in the world, but yeah. work experience is the most important thing. Mm. Um, but I also understood that, you know, if you're from Nottingham, you know, it, you can't necessarily afford to live in London no. No, on these unpaid not. internships because a lot of them aren't paid, even yeah. though now I think they are starting to pay a bit. I think it's actually illegal to do an unpaid internship now. I did see one uh, only yesterday and it was like they were just going to pay the expenses. Yeah, well, there you the go. Then. And that's just your lunch and your bus fare, isn't <laughs> so it? So really? it's still clearly not regulated. No, no. Um, 
Yeah, obviously. But it people. is an absolute luxury to do an internship in London, it's unless you live in London and you've got, you know, the rent exactly. covered. Exactly. And I think it is a luxury to live in London at that Agreed. kind of stage yeah. as well, because I think predominantly the fashion industry, you know, it is very much like middle class, upper class dominated. And it is because of that. It's because a lot of people from working class backgrounds can't afford to work unpaid you know so lucky for me Alex's family offered for me to stay with them throughout the summer yeah um so there was two summers where I did internships I also worked in whistles um, and that's what a lot of people have got to do. Yeah, exactly. So you've got to do an, a really demanding internship, I imagine. Yes, and they're not it gonna, is. You know, it's not going to be easy, breezy. <laughs> yeah. And then you're working either evenings in a bar exactly. or the full weekends in retail it, exactly. to make up to pay your rent. And that's, that's exactly the, that's what the I was doing. That's the part, isn't it, about yeah. the reality of an internship in London. It's so true. And I think, Kirsty, you've hit the nail on the head mm. there because the actual reality, if I'm looking back now, they were some of the toughest times yeah. because I was exhausted. <gasps> I actually remember calling in sick a few times on a Saturday because oh, I was like, no. I just can't do this no. because, you know, the internships, they are incredible because you're actually starting to see what it's like to work in these Absolutely. fashion jobs that you've, you know, studied about. Um, what kind of internships did you do? Where so did you I wave? did um, I did a trend forecasting one to begin with, and uh, believe it or not, I was sat doing spreadsheets. No, <laughs> yeah. See, this is it. This but is the reality. This is the reality. It's not sitting doing mood boards and pulling pictures exactly. out of magazines. Not no. until you're like no. up there. No way. So um, I did that, and then I also worked um, at a PR agency. That was actually a really fun one. Yeah. That was a lot of um, sending out send outs to stylists and things yeah um taking editors coffees and things and then I actually got to go to a few of the fashion week shows as well nice. I went to a she shows on the door so wow. I actually met one of my really good friends there and we always laugh because she'd been doing the internship a, a month longer than me mm-hmm. and she worked really hard like yeah. she was always like the the lead one boss and everyone there around. at the beginning there at the end of yeah, the day. yeah exactly absolutely. you know yeah. I was like mm, you know what I mean I thought <laughs> I can just get away with like being nice to people <laughs> kind of thing and um so fashion week came up and that she said um, she really wanted to go and do the fashion week and like stand on the door and let people in and stuff. And she wow. said, Tegan Walpston, she'd only been here a week and they put her on the door because she's tall and they put me in the stock room doing the send out. Because she's tall. Oh, God. No. And even to this day, oh, she like gosh. grills me about that. I love but that. That was such a good internship. I bet and, you it was. And that's I think, really being on the fourth. That's really that's, this, that's a real part, isn't yeah. it? Meeting people, being part of the show, the exactly. buzz, the excitement of it. Yeah. That must so be exciting. so much fun. So that. exciting. And, and is then, that super uh, long days? Are you there? Like, really long days. Weeks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really long days. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll start at seven and you won't finish till nine tonight. <gasps> Um, and then I worked for Lulu Guinness as well. That was a product development slash design internship. Nice. What kind of things did um, you do there? I did there. So that was a lot of um, that was a lot of actually reviewing costs and things. So a lot of like that kind of side liaising with the factories and things. And so just um, to briefly just to roll back. So we, mm. we so the job title was 
for the internship? What did you say it was product development? Product development and design. So product development and design. So if I looked at that, if I was a young person yeah. or a student or, you know, a degree student, whatever, I thought, that sounds amazing. I'm going to be drawing bags. Yeah. Or, no. you know, I'm going to be looking at colours and just, finishes. I think, I think that's so a really important thing. So what was the reality thing. of it? Yeah, I think just really manage your expectations yeah. in an internship. I think, you know, you're working around people who you know, have a lot to do and you're mm-hmm. basically their support system and don't see that as a negative thing. Absolutely like your not. time will come where you can showcase those skills and I think any opportunity you do get, like showcase what you know, showcase your knowledge, give them confidence that they can give you more work and they can trust you with things. Um, but more so, I think it's just about... Um, I've lost my train of thought. I think manage your expectations. Manage your expectations. That is so true. But just be proactive as well and just, you know, it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows in whatever job you do. Sitting there with watercolours and paintbrushes. Exactly, it's it's not. not. I think be a pleasure to be around and support people. And, you know, even if you have to go across another side of the city to go and collect a sample from... I don't know, someone, and yeah. you're thinking, oh, God, I don't want to do that, and it's raining outside. Like, Put a smile on your face and, and just kind of like get the most out of everything there. What I also found was, you know, there was all different departments as well, so there was a wholesale department. Yeah. And at the time, you know, I, I felt like I'd had enough experience, and I started to think, what's the other side of buying? Because ah, okay. I always wanted to be a buyer. Did you? Okay. And then, and then the, the reality... Okay. You know, I started to apply for these jobs and things and I started to look into it a bit more and I think through my internships and things, I actually realised that I think I might be, I think I'm quite a big character, like I'm I'm quite confident. Yeah. I actually think the sales side could be really good for me. But re- there's not really a lot out there in terms of the wholesale no. side of things, is there? Like, no. you know, when I say to people, what do you do? If you just say you're a wholesale person, they're like, well, what does that mean? Yeah, do you know what exactly. I mean? You're a sales executive. That sounds like you're selling advertising space <laughs> in a, in a magazine. Sales executive in fashion doesn't, it doesn't go, does yeah, it? Always, yeah, it doesn't. I think that's the joy about doing those internships. And yeah. every single person we've spoken to on the podcast has said, do work placement internships, yeah. you know, do whatever you can to gain as much experience it's because true. not only will you have that on your CV, yeah. so great, you've already got some experience in a working environment, yeah. uh, but also, you know, you found out what you actually want to do. It's so true. the joy about you doing all these different types of placements, mm. although you've given up your summer in the summer to give yeah. up it's not, you know, in the grand scheme of things, but you've done things that you didn't like and you won't go back there again. Exactly. And know. I think that is so important. Like, do the things that, you know, help you to learn mm. what you do Absolutely. like doing and who you do like spending your time around and what kinds of work environments you do like to be so in. True. Like, a corporate environment wasn't really ever for me. I didn't really enjoy that whole rigid, impersonal, structured way of working I preferred a lot smaller businesses um homegrown businesses where you know it was more of a family kind of environment but you know I know people who love a corporate environment so I do I think just try and get as much experience as you can and you know I know there's a lot more opportunities out there now and I think with social media you can message people on Instagram like be proactive even if they don't reply to you like yeah. don't take no for an answer just people are often busy just do it again exactly you know, don't take it again, personally again, email again again that's it you know, it's, it's so, so true. true and I think if you have that 
that attitude and that spirit, you'll just do well regardless, you know, if you don't take things personally. And, you know, I think Liverpool, there's so many businesses and designers and entrepreneurs around here now. There Mm. are so many opportunities, whereas years ago, I don't think there probably were as many you know, you've got Manchester absolutely. and, you know, so many different so places So many fast now. fashion brands in Manchester. It's a real so hub for it, many. absolutely. And yeah. Liverpool as well, mm. I couldn't get over It's coming up, isn't it? So many no, people. Agree. Because if you think here. about in the nicest possible way, you going from Nottingham when you did your foundation, yeah. the only place to go was London. Exactly. So you had to go to London it's and make so it work. You're so lucky you had that opportunity. But so lucky. now... You can stay in Liverpool and do yeah. internships, live with mum and dad or, exactly. you know, mum, carers, whatever you're doing, yeah. and go and, and, and become that person that you want yeah. to be. it's so true. So just listening to all of your amazing experiences, mm. you can hear how what you've taken from all those different experiences, whether it's the university, the yeah. foundation degree and the internship, how that's created this business that you now have. Yeah, it's so, so how true, you cherry-picked all those different elements yeah. and said, exactly as you've just said, mm. you wanted to work with family, you know, homegrown brands, indie brands. Yeah. And that's how you've created your business around exactly what you want to do and yeah. how lucky are you to be able to do that? I am lucky. I agree with you. I'm so lucky. But like I say, it hasn't always been easy either. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, social media and things can make it look so easy for yeah. people. But Absolutely. I think what it all came down to is, you know, I did always want to work for myself. I've always ah, been quite... A, did you? That was always the dream, was I've to have always your own business. been quite yeah. a free spirit, I would yeah. say. You know what I mean? I've struggled to, you know, be in in um, maybe conformative environments and things. Um, So I think going back to what I was saying, I think it is just about figuring out what environments you thrive in, you know, what you enjoy, you know. And I think as well, just never, don't think, oh, I'm going to get to that end goal where I know exactly what I want to do. Because even now, even now I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. Do you know what I mean? I'm doing it and I'm enjoying it. but. You know, I know it will evolve here or maybe mm-hmm. that business will take more of the forefront eventually. And, you know, I think just being open-minded and just, I think, going back to what society tells us, there's a lot of, right, you pick this career yes. and you grow in this career. And I think mm-hmm. that's, I just think that's so limiting as well. I think, mm-hmm. you know, we go through life and we learn things and we make mistakes and we try again. And and I think just to have that, that ethos and mentality will help you as well. Um, yeah, going through life. So I finished my my BA degree, which yep. was the International Fashion Business degree. Mm-hmm. I was 21. I decided to move to London. <gasps> Made a big jump. Oh, and how gosh. was it? Yeah, so I actually got that job, um, which was the wholesale job, before I moved to... London. So before I even finished my degree, I was like emailing every single company in London, <laughs> like, can I have a job? Can I have a job? Can I have a job? Um, but I was really confident. I was like, I have enough experience. I've worked in these types of environments. You know, I'm ready for a, yeah. for a job. It probably didn't seem so scary because you've already dipped yeah, your head in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important. Oh, mum. <laughs> to try and get as much experience as you can before that because, yeah, it just gives you confidence. I think the more experience you've got, the more confidence well, you've got. Well, imagine if you took up a job, got the job and applied to move to London yeah. and actually hated it. Exactly. Uprooted, moved. Exactly. So, yeah, so which jobs yeah. did you go for? What did you get? And what, I think that's another thing. I think ex- 
prepare yourself for not loving the job. It's your first job, <laughs> isn't it? Your yes, first it. job, like, it's so not sure. always going to be your dream job. I think everyone thinks, oh, I've got my dream graduate oh, role yeah. and there's a lot going around. And I think, mm. you know what I mean? Like, just see it as your first step yep. to where you're eventually going to get to. Um, so I ended up at a wholesale agency called mm-hmm. For Marketing. Um, and I was a wholesale assistant there. And what was the job? So what the job is a wholesale was, assistant? So a wholesale assistant is so, um, in a wholesale agency. There's loads of brands. So there was Stone Island, mm-hmm. CP, yeah. Napa Perry, um, Self Portrait, and nice. basically that you have all these brand managers and all of the collections are set up. It's a big showroom. All the collection, all the collections are set up. Um, and there's a brand manager and then <clears throat> every season they'll invite the buyers in. So it's the brand manager's responsibility to invite the buyers in, to view the collections. Um, and then they'll usually look at a spreadsheet, see how many units sold last year, work out how many they're going to place this year. It's about basically getting the brand as much money as possible. So an agency is like in between the brand and the retailer. And they usually use an agency because... The agency's got people who are experienced. They know buyers are going to come to the agency because yeah. they're coming to see other brands. So it's just like a bit of a gate gateway for like buyers discovering brands, basically. Um, and again, I thought I was going to be showing people the collections, you know, <laughs> having a chin mug with the buyers. No, you're making no. tea and coffee. Oh, no. You sat on spreadsheets. No. You're sending people pricing. Um, you're steaming clothes, steaming oh, no. loads of clothes. Once the collections come in, it's like you see all these clothes. Oh, and you're there gosh. with the other assistants <gasps> and the interns and you're like, oh, great. And was this, a, this was the paid job, first This paid was job. the first okay. paid job. I mean, it wasn't like a, a crazy amount of money. It was still quite difficult to live in London on yeah. 23k but um but we did it and we made it work and I think again it's all character building isn't absolutely. it absolutely um and yeah so I did that um and I did really en- enjoy that job actually because it was it was a big agency so it was lots of people lots you of people my connections age. yeah exactly lots of assistants as well so you'd all support each other you'd all go for lunch together yeah um but it kind of is it's a bit of a reality check of I've got a long way to go (laughs) until I'm showing those collections to the buyers. Um, But it was great. Like I say, I met some really great people around some really inspirational people as well. Um, And again, it just gave me an idea of what I wanted to do. Absolutely. Um, And then I went to another brand, um, was a wholesale assistant there as well. That was a bit more, I was starting to interact with the buyers a bit more at that stage I think I became more confident about my knowledge about how and how to actually present a collection to a buyer it was a bit of a smaller company as well so you actually got a bit more responsibility and I think that's really important I think a startup kind of company you will get more responsibility Mm -hmm. so kind of take that into account um and yeah I really enjoyed that job um and then the pandemic hit and um I started working with a friend, so I started working for, they were like a beauty startup agency, um, and I loved that job. I think that gave me a first taste of kind of what working for myself was like. Nice, okay. Um, so I was a global account manager there, so I was doing like the whole sales process from start to finish. Mm-hmm. I was working with the likes of Sephora, um, and I think in the pandemic as well, obviously fashion was, uh, it was quite a, 
vulnerable industry was, at the time. Yeah. It just made me realise that actually it would be good to get experience in something else that's a bit more, mm. I don't know, re- recession-proof maybe. Is anything recess- recession-proof? Absolutely. I don't think it is. But anyway, so I thought, you know what... Um, I'll try beauty and with beauty you don't have collections so it's not ah, so like true, true. yeah it's yeah, not so yeah. like right April we need to start getting ready for this yes, and then in, do you know what I mean seasonal, yeah um so I thought oh I'll give beauty a go and you know it was just a great job because it connected me with so many amazing retailers yeah um we worked with loads of really cool brands it gave me an idea of what brands are actually going to do well in the market where the white space is like it just gave me this whole you watch the market in a different way now and it's always changing, but you know, my job is to approach brands that I think there's a space for. Okay. So it's almost like I'm trying to like catch a small startup brand before yeah. they get to the stage where they've got an in-house wholesale team mm-hmm. where I can help them and add value to their business at the right point where the retailers are actually going to respond really well to the brand as well. So, so it's always a bit of a gamble. Oh, Do you know what I mean? I like it. But um, just, just briefly... How have you found the difference between fashion? So you've gone obviously fashion, lifestyle, and beauty, yeah, yeah. Um, which I think work incredibly well together, yeah. but obviously separately. So yeah. have you found that quite easy? Because obviously Very. you're so creative, you've got yeah. a vision and assessor, you know, you can see how things will work, a brand, whether mm. it be beauty or fashion. Have you found that quite easy to go from fashion to beauty? Yeah. Has it been quite, you know, like a natural source of that's the way you were always going to go or... I don't know, I don't... Obviously, it happened because of the pandemic. You might not have ended up where you are now if you hadn't had that. Yeah, I don't think I would have, you know. Interesting. I think Mm. I would have stayed in fashion. Yeah, Yeah. but then again, I think everything happens for a reason, doesn't it? I totally agree. Um, But I think, yeah, my skills at that point were so transferable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think, actually, beauty is a lot easier than fashion. I wouldn't say easier, because nothing's easy. I don't like that word, easier, but... You know, when you're talking about a collection of products, it's a lot easier to present a collection of products or a brand to someone than a whole collection. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's a lot more technical, I'd say, fashion, which yeah. is great yeah. because I've still got that. Um, but, yeah, so I ended up working with that agency for a couple of years and then and then I just felt like I was ready. I was like, you know what, I can do this. Yeah. I'd already started... Um, content creation as well so I'd always yeah. enjoyed posting on Instagram and things and my friends are leaving sales we're, oh let's get a nice photo yeah, do you know yeah, what I yeah. mean and then and yeah. naturally evolved again yeah it's just something that's come from it so exactly do you use some of your brands that you're representing some of the lifestyle beauty fashion brands in your own content yeah okay so I used and I think that's another thing as well um I think I connect with a lot of brands through Instagram as well mm-hmm. I think when I'm posting or I'll approach them. Like I see it very much as like a little networking hub anyway. Um, And I think, yeah, use Instagram and social media to your advantage and and don't be scared, don't be afraid to approach people because it's so important. Um, And don't take it personally when people don't reply. Don't feel ashamed of following up with people. Mm. Um, And yeah, I think Instagram has really helped me to grow my business because it's allowed me to connect with brands and in a completely different way and present my work to them and things. So, yeah, so um, I started doing that and um, here we are. I think it's been about a year and a half now. No way. Um, And I love it. Like I say, I get to work with really cool brands. Um, It's not always easy. The market's not always in your (laughs) favour. 
but yeah I think it's just having resilience in whatever you do I think will just give you so much because um quite frankly whatever you do you're not gonna get to the finish line straight away are you it's not all gonna no, be smooth sailing is it? I mean that's a joy if you just took, if you really look at everything you've done and everything you've got yeah. going on at the minute at the core root of it you're an entrepreneur you're a business owner yeah. and having a business whether it's mm. fashion bakery you know yoga yeah, whatever it exactly. is there will be ups and downs and yeah. exactly as you've just said it's building the resilience mm. so how do you build the resilience if you're a young person now and you're thinking I want to apply for university I didn't get into university or the college yeah it's all about building that resilience so I mean I've built a certain level of resilience just by doing things and you sound the same way yeah. some things will be a huge success some things will be a failure and mm. by keeping going and you know trying again and again and again that's how you build the resilience it is that is for so me true. personally I couldn't agree don't know if with you've you got more. any tips so obviously it's GCSE time A level yeah. time people have been coming out and thinking oh I didn't get the results that I wanted yeah. you said you didn't you know you you didn't I find didn't. it that enjoyable in school no. but it's carrying on going it's trying the English course it that your dad wanted yeah. you to do that didn't work. <laughs> it's getting into the fashion course that you yeah. did want to do. It's all of these things, all of these life experiences that we go through now. It is. That builds that level of they confidence, do. resilience. And I think if you're a risk taker anyway, you will naturally mm. become more resilient because you'll experience things more difficulties I suppose I suppose if you're someone who plays it safe which is fine if you are um I think yeah you're gonna you're not gonna be exposed to as many ups and downs maybe are you but then again I think if you play it safe and then you know inevitably you are gonna come across something that's difficult and then you're not gonna necessarily be prepared for it so absolutely I think resilience just comes from experience and I think you just need to always have in the back of your mind you know nothing is a failure like everything is a lesson and I think just trust you trust your intuition um try not to listen to I don't know how to say this but try not to feed off people's fear-mongering as well I think I think just as a society we, mm. we're around people don't people do are that cautious Ooh, now, you know what I mean and yeah. I think, just don't just don't listen to that because whatever happens you know you know you will you'll survive (laughs) yeah well your amazing experience of all these different things that you've done exactly as amazing as it sounds and you go wow she's had what a career obviously you'll have had times you found it really incredibly difficult like you didn't want to go into work that day exactly but then you went in and yeah this has shaped you who you are now obviously as a business owner yeah it's incredible what an incredible story and i think it's it's really relatable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I found it, it really easy to I know say, exactly okay, what you mean. And it's yeah. really relevant to now. Yeah. You know, young people choosing courses, choosing something that yeah. they want to do. And yeah, it's going to change. And as your courses change, your educational period change, it went from one course to another. That's and it. that's okay. It is. That's probably and I think great. That's another thing. I think when you are getting your results now mm. and you're starting to pick your next, next move, mm. excuse me. Um, just see it as your next stepping stone. Don't yeah, think, oh, 100%. this is going to be my whole life yeah. and, you know, whatever I do now is just going to be everything I do for the rest of my life. Just see it as a stepping stone. See it as something you're interested in. See it as a chance to connect with people yeah. and, 
you know, spark a passion that might be there. And, yeah, just don't take it too seriously, I think, is probably... Oh, 100%. Like, young people now, they're all these little opportunities. Yeah. And it's what you do with those opportunities. It's, so it's such an, an amazing time to be a young person. It is, isn't To live it? at home and to dot about and yeah. do different courses, whether they're an online course, yeah. whether it's college, university. You're so right, What Kirsty. an amazing opportunity yeah. these young people have. Yeah. And I think, like I say, Social media to your advantage. Absolutely. Try not to compare yourself to people on social media as well, because that's another thing we all do. And, you know, social media is not always the biggest reality, but take inspiration from it, definitely. But don't take it as, like, you know, Bible kind of thing. But, um,. Super. Yeah. I loved it, Tegan. Yeah. Honestly, so many amazing takeaways yeah. that you can get from oh, your own personal story. And if anyone wants to come and work with me or just come and speak to me, get any experience. Oh, that's so kind. Just get in touch. Get in touch with Kirsty and she'll put mm. you in touch with me. So I'm more than happy to sort of let you into what I'm doing, even if it's for a few weeks or a couple mm. of months and just get a bit of experience. But, um, yeah, the content studio is closed at the moment, so we're moving to an exciting new location. Um, So, yeah, if you follow Studio TFB Studios, we'll let you know once that's reopened. And, um, yeah, I think if you're an aspiring content creator or someone that wants to share a particular niche online um, and you want to make your content look more professional and get um, recognised by more brands and things... Um, come to the studio and email me if you need any help with that as well. If you want any help with like the direction of things or maybe, you know, trying to attract brands and partnerships and things because that's what I want this to be about as well. Like a community of people who are trying to sort of all elevate their own brand and get somewhere because I'm telling you now, there's so, so many opportunities out there. You wouldn't believe, um... And yeah, everyone's entitled to be open to these opportunities. Couldn't agree more. So, Couldn't yeah. agree more. Thank yeah. you so much, Tegan. No Thank you for being on the KD Club podcast. Oh. At the KD Club, we believe that you are never too young to start pursuing your dreams. And that's why we've designed this podcast and this website just for you. Make sure to follow along on www.thekdclub.com and I'll see you next week.